Hello, everyone, and welcome to NFL Friday. I am Matt Benson alongside Ryan Whiteman and Will Talent for this episode. Guys, the time has come. This weekend is the start of the NFL playoffs. I know you guys are excited. I'm excited. And for the first time since 2016, the New York Giants will be playing postseason football. But before we get into that, Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah, the playoffs are always a very fun time of the year, and I'm definitely looking forward to this year. Yeah, yeah. And how about you, Will? I'm doing fantastic, Matty Benson. My Giants are in the playoffs for the first time in six, seven years. Um, they're actually more than a competent football team now, and it's it's just fun to watch. They're, they have a fun matchup this week. Um, your, your Eagles, they're off. Ryan, your Seahawks, they're going to have a tougher matchup, but a lot of good playoff football coming our way on Saturday and Sunday. I can't wait to talk all about it with you guys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And let's let's start it off with the Giants. Um, it's been the first time since 2016 that the Giants are in the playoffs. And in my opinion, I think the Giants actually have the matchup that they want in the first round playing against the Minnesota Vikings at 430 on Sunday. Um, earlier in the year, they played against the Vikings on Christmas Eve. They lost 27 to 24. It was a tough game, but it was a really close game that went down to the wire. So first of all, I know you're a Giants fan. How do you feel about coming into this matchup? I love it. But what I don't love is how many people are now on that Giants bandwagon. We all saw what happened on Christmas Eve. And personally, that game was they could have won that game if they had a Dory Jackson and Xavier McKinney. They lost because their secondary was lacking a little bit, just a little bit, just enough for them to lose by three at the last seconds of the game. So now you're getting Adoree Jackson back, just announced today. Xavier McKinney's been back, and he's looked really sharp. And since that game, the secondary has also looked really, really good. And Matt, you know, last week we were playing our second and third string guys and still were only one score off of a, a tie game about on the one-seeded Eagles. So um, they, they're coming together. The, the spirits are high. Even uh, Mike Kafka, offensive coordinator, is getting a lot of head coaching buzz. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about that right now. We're going to win this game. This, this team is determined. I really like the Giants' chances in this game. It's going to be very, very fun to watch. Yeah, I completely agree. And like you said, I saw it last week with the Giants playing against the Eagles is the Giants still played a very hard game against the Eagles starters, even though they were playing their backups. It's a testament to how their mentality is as a team. They're a hard, gritty team, and it seems like this year they're finally putting it together. And I think it's a good matchup that they'll have against the Vikings. So, Ryan, how do you feel about this matchup coming up this Sunday? Yeah, I think it's a very good one because um, the Vikings, I put them with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, as that they're both teams that are good but vulnerable. To an upset and the Vikings definitely are vulnerable to an upset, especially by the Giants. Who I think both offensively and defensively have just gotten better and better as the year has gone on. So if anything's going to beat the Vikings, it's the Giants. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I'm sure Will, you feel kind of the same way of I feel like the Vikings, even though they've had a very solid season, they've shown their weaknesses and they seem very fluky because they've had so many close game wins. I just want to hear your opinion on that. Fluky is the perfect word, Matt, because I was listening to The Herd uh, yesterday. Or was it yesterday? I was watching a clip on TikTok, and they have – they were mentioning the Vikings at um, the double-digit team, double-digit win team. I believe it was for the first time ever that a team with 
as many wins as the Vikings has a negative point differential. How does that happen? It's because this team is very fluky. They can't close it out. They, they lose 40 to three against the Dallas Cowboys and the Giants both times have kept it within a score of Dallas one time earlier in the season and then another time on Thanksgiving. So like you said, um, like Ryan said, the Vikings and the Cowboys kind of disagree with the Bucs just because of Tom Brady, but definitely the Vikings and the Cowboys teams that are just very streaky. And I don't really see them making a lot of noise. They're just kind of these regular season boomers. Yeah, yeah. And let's go back to the Giants side and we'll talk about the Christmas Eve game where the Giants lost 27 to 24. One thing I remember from that game is how much Daniel Jones threw the ball. He actually threw the ball 42 times, completing it 30, 30 times, threw a touchdown and an interception. Is that something you're going to, you think they're good, the Giants are going to go back to with throwing it that much? Because it's not something we've seen often from the Giants this year. Typically, they've had Daniel Jones throwing the ball only about 20 to 25 times, sometimes even 30. But it's mainly been through Saquon, not as much the passing attack. Is that something you'll think the Giants will go back to against the Vikings? Um, I'm going to say a combination of yes and no. 42 is an absolute no-go. He is not getting 42 attempts in the air again. I just don't see that as a possibility. This team was not – they didn't win because Daniel Jones threw the ball that many times. He just had a career game. He threw for 334 yards that game. I, the likelihood of that happening again I think is very low. Because everybody knows that that is just not Daniel Jones's game. He, he just doesn't do that. Now, he's developed into that this season. He's thrown a lot more. He's been a lot more consistent. He just needs some better targets. I think you see more of a 25 to 30 range. I would lean more towards 25 attempts. And Saquon's going to get a heavy workload. We, everyone knows that. That's how this Giants offense operates. Daniel Jones uses his legs and gets the um, ever so often – Big throws to Darius Slayton and the other Giants receivers. But we know that the wagon of Saquon Barkley is what carries this Giants offense. And I seriously expect them to continue with that. Because if it's not broken, don't fix it. That's exactly how they've run this offense all year long. And they should just continue to use Saquon. He's hungry, too. He's mentioned the Vikings a bunch of times. He's ready to go. After, after that Eagles loss, he was like, it's all right. But we're focused on Minnesota. And he's he's ready. The offense is ready. The defense is ready. But I do say expect more of a run-heavy type of offense and an occasional in-the-air approach by Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones will also be using his legs as well. Yes, yes. Ryan, how do you feel? Yeah, I definitely think it's um, – yeah, no, I definitely think the Giants definitely run a, run a lot more than would be ideal in a more balanced offense. But with that being said, I think they finally figured out how to work around Daniel Jones instead of trying to replace him. I think a lot of with a lot of quarterbacks, I think the Jets are the perfect example of this. They try to find someone to replace the, their, their starter instead of trying to build around what they already have. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like Brian Dable coming in, he just he was finally able to get the team in the direction to build around Daniel Jones instead of trying to replace him basically and i think that's why they've been so successful yeah yeah i agree and that's something we've seen this year that's been different from the other years is that they've really tried to work with daniel jones's strengths instead of turning in, into a different player that he isn't so i think that's been a huge thing for the giants and you gotta you gotta think about it too brian dable came from the josh allen rebuild or not even rebuild the bills were rebuilding but the build-up of josh allen 
These are two quarterbacks that have very similar tools. You give Daniel Jones a receiver like Stefan Diggs next offseason. Look at, look at DeAndre Hopkins. He's out on the market now. I heard Brandon Ayuk could be on the market as well after this season for the 49ers. You add a big-time target for Daniel Jones, he will take another step forward. But for right now, he uses what he has. And the scheme that Mike Kafka, also Patrick Mahomes' quarterback coach, uh, during his time in Kansas City, and you take that combination with Brian Dable, it's working wondrous for Daniel Jones. And I think you'll see that more and more as time goes on, and especially against Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I think the, yeah, the Giants' biggest, I think, vulnerability right now is their lack of solid receivers. I mean, Bellinger is really the only one who's been putting up pretty solid and consistent numbers recently. And, I mean... Minnesota's defenses can be very, very hit or miss. And especially when it comes to the run defense. And I think that with as good as the Giants run game is this year, I think that Saquon is going to, yeah, Saquon should really be in control of this game. Yeah, I agree. So before we wrap this Giants segment, I just want to ask you guys each, what is one thing you think the Giants need to do in order to win this game? Will, we'll start with you. Um... I, w- I would have to go with be consistent on defense. And I know that may be a little cliche because they have been, but that we, we just said, you know, the Giants, they get their offense going through Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, and that's really it. They both kind of use their legs, and Daniel Jones can cork one out if he needs to in the air to Darius Slayton or to other wide receivers. But that's on occasion. So that's going to be the case. This is a team that does not score a lot of points. They scored a lot of points against the Colts. They they just they don't score that much. So we know that their defense is definitely the the more highlighted area in terms of their in, in terms of their personnel. So this may be a little bland, but if they can stay consistent like they've had they've had been all year long on defense, this this is going to be a very winnable game for the Giants. They just need to shut down Kirk Cousins and that offense. And I think that Saquon Barkley, like you were saying, Ryan, will have a good day because of that rush defense from the Minnesota Vikings. So stay consistent on defense, and the Giants will find themselves playing Philadelphia next week. Yeah. I definitely agree. I think their biggest priority is to shut down Justin Jefferson in particular because I've noticed that when when Jefferson has really good coverage on him, like Jair Alexander against the Packers, um, the the Vikings offense doesn't really work as well. And I think taking out someone like Jefferson, who's easily the best wide receiver in the league today, I think that would really is really going to hold back the Vikings offense. They're getting a Dory Jackson back too. So like yeah. what you're saying, Ryan, it's it's perfect because they're getting their top cornerback back. And obviously he's not like a Jair Alexander, but he's a good cornerback. And they didn't have that. They, they did not have that. They had Darnay Holmes on Justin Jefferson, who's not a terrible cornerback, but Justin Jefferson exposed him on Christmas Eve. I don't think he's going to expose Adoree Jackson. So I couldn't agree more with that point. You put Jackson on Jefferson, and it's going to be a tough day for the Vikings. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, that'll wrap up our Giants discussion. But we still have a lot more playoff football to talk about. Let's talk about the Saturday slate first. The first game, Ryan, this will be big for you, is the 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks, which will be played in San Francisco because the 49ers are the two seed. Ryan, kick it off with you. 
How do you think the Seahawks will match up against the 49ers? This will be the third time the teams have played each other. Big divisional matchup for them. And the Seahawks have had kind of an – it's been a season that nobody was really expecting, especially with the rise of Geno Smith. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, tomorrow's game, it should be interesting. I'm definitely cautiously optimistic because – um. Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely – it's going to be a difficult game. It's not sugar-coated. Um, the 49ers are a very good team. Um, their offense is one of the best in the league. Their defense is one of the best in the league. And um, it's going to be hard to stop that. Uh, Brock Purdy has really just taken control of the offense and has really just done things with it that I, I don't think anyone expected out of someone like him. And I think you could say the same about Gino. I, I think both of these offenses are very strong. I think a lot of this game is going to be won defensively. I, I agree with that, Ryan. I, you know, I hate to say it, but I think that this is not going to be a good game for the Seahawks, unfortunately, because I really like what they've done offensively. They they had a they definitely won the draft that last season. They have won the draft, and it's showing. They have very good young offensive pieces that will continue to blossom. So this year is not their year. The 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 49ers are my Super Bowl pick. I think this team is going all the way. I you know I love my Giants, but I'm going to be realistic. I have the giant. I have this 49ers winning the Super Bowl. This offense is so dynamic, and same with the defense. They they can do it all. They're nine and a half point favorites this week. Um, I I I think it'll be uh, it's just going to be a divisional game. I, I don't think the 49ers are going to blow them out, but they're definitely going to win. But keep tabs on the Seahawks for the future. This team is going to be very fun. I just don't think it's quite their time just yet. Yeah, I don't think an upset is out of the picture. Um, it's definitely a slim chance, I'd say. Maybe something unexpected happens on tomorrow. Who knows? Like, uh, the Seahawks have been through weirder things than that. Like, last week, last week in particular, like, I don't think anybody expected them to pull through with that and to have the Lions beat the Packers, who were surging. Very true. So, I mean, weirder things have happened. So, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's true. And, and even for the Seahawks this year, it's just been a weird year where. Who would have thought at the beginning of the season that they would be in the playoffs? I, I thought they were going to be a top lottery pick. And yeah, they- I didn't even think they'd have a winning record, honestly. Like, it's, it's just, yeah, it just completely came out of nowhere. Yeah. So, unfortunately, though, at least in my opinion, I think the 49ers are going to win by like 10 to 14 points. I think that nine and a half line is pretty good. But yeah, like Will said, what was that? They're definitely the safe bet, I think. Yeah. But like Will was saying earlier, I think that – this year is going to be a great opportunity for the Seahawks to grow. This isn't their year to make a deep run in the playoffs. But I'd say be ready in next year, the year after, now that, they've, now that they're going to have this playoff experience with this young roster that they have. I think it's going to be great for them moving forward. So let's go on to the other Saturday matchup, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are another team kind of like the Seahawks where nobody really expected them at the beginning of the year to be in the playoffs, but – this team had a great late season surge uh, led by Trevor Lawrence, who has had a really good second season. And Doug Peterson, as the head coach, has had a really, really solid comeback campaign for himself. So, Will, how do you feel about the Jaguars' chances against the Los Angeles Chargers, even though the Jaguars are at home? They're playing unbelievable football. And if you're going for a team, you're looking to pick a team, it's going to be the Jaguars. They're going to make a little bit of noise in this in these playoffs, I, I believe. They were the worst team in football 10 weeks in, and then they just kind of took over 
they were three and seven and went nine and eight to finish the season. That's unbelievable. Trevor Lawrence has gone from extreme question mark to untouchable in the category with Mahomes and Burrow, not skill wise, but in terms of being available to other teams, it's not going to happen. The Jaguars have their guy. And I think it stems from college too. played in a lot of big games, bigger games than Herbert played in Herbert's been in the league a little longer, but Trevor Lawrence is it was a just he was a defined quarterback with Clemson. I think that's going to translate into the NFL slowly but surely, but it's going to have an effect on this game. I love Herbert. I I think the Chargers are great, but I love the momentum of Jacksonville and I think that's going to stunt the the Chargers. If the Chargers had a different matchup this year, I could see them making a little bit of a run because Herbert is fantastic. I love him and Eckler. I love that he can throw to Keenan Allen. Mike Williams being hurt, that is on Brandon Staley. Don't know why he was playing the starters. He should have just done what Brian Dable decided to do. You were already in. Your positioning was not going to change. Just take it easy. There was no reason to do that. Did not take it easy. And now a very important target for Justin Herbert is most likely not going to play. And Jacksonville is going to take over. I love what the Jaguars have been able to do this season. I thought Doug Peterson was an excellent hire, and it's paying off. Trevor Lawrence, he's got the tools. He's got the drive. Give me Jacksonville over Los Angeles. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think this one could go either way. I think the Jaguars have a lot of very good momentum going into this game. And I think the teams are both very even. They have very good receiver cores, very good quarterbacks, very good defenses. And I think it's going to be it, – um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a shootout. I think it's going to be yeah. a really, really good game. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a, a very close one. It's going to be down to the wire, fourth quarter. Um, it's going to be a good one. I, I like the Chargers, personally. Yeah, I, I can see both sides, and I see why, at least in my opinion, it seems like the Chargers on paper look like they might be the better team. It looks like they could win this game, but there's something about the Jaguars and how hot they've been the second half of the season that like makes me wonder why I bet against them because they just keep winning games and they finished, I think what, eight and one to end the season. Yeah. Some crazy like and that. And it just seems like there's some sort of camaraderie going on in their, in their locker room. That seems to be really tight right now. And even though they might not be the most talented or the most mature team right now, I think there's a chance that they could win a playoff game. And the chargers are a team that have holes still in their roster that can be, can be targeted for the jet for the Jags. I think the Jaguars are going to be the perennial AFC South winners. And why not start now? You already won once with Trevor Lawrence in his second year. Um, make a statement now. You're gonna you're a Cinderella team as a four seed because they, they're in a weak division. Make your statement now and make sure the AFC knows who you are because moving forward, this Jacksonville team is going to be they're they're gonna be lethal. Trevor Lawrence threw for forty one hundred yards this year. That, after the season he had last year with the whole debacle with Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville, would anybody have expected that? Probably not. Nobody really knew what to expect out of Doug Peterson. Definitely knew he was a better coach than Urban Meyer and would have put Trevor Lawrence in a better position to succeed. But there was a lot of question marks surrounding the season, and they made their mark in the regular season. Just keep moving forward because this team is going to be lethal moving forward. Yeah, and I think I think it's going to be a really exciting game. So let's move on to the Sunday slate. The first game, I don't think it's going to be too close. It's going to be the Dolphins at the Bills. Tua will not be playing for the Dolphins, so 
they've had a kind of a tough backup situation with Teddy Bridgewater and their other backups. And they're playing against a very solid Bills team. So, Ryan, let's kick us off with this game. How do you feel coming going into this game? Uh, yeah, I don't think this game is even going to be worth watching. Yeah, and the, the Bills are going to take this one away unless something absolutely insane happens on Sunday. I, I don't see the Bills losing this at all. I mean, there's really all you can say. They they split the season series this year, but with Tua not being there, it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be Skylar Thompson. I would assume he got them there. He won that. He got them into the playoffs. I guess you ride the hot hand. I don't know why they would not take a chance on Teddy Bridgewater. Feel so bad for this guy because time and time again he shows that he could be a very not great quarterback but a very solid quarterback. And he is the most experienced. Well, imagine what he could do with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to throw to Mike Gesicki. They have weapons, you know, but they they're gonna probably stick with. Skylar Thompson, and I don't think it's going to be pretty. I, I I really don't. If Tua was playing, I think it would be a lot closer than originally anticipated, but I think the Bills are a juggernaut. They're going to do it for DeMar Hamlin as well. They have that on their side. So uh, give me the Bills. Uh, I think it may be a little close than a blowout, but it's not going to be too far off. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It just seems like – it seems like once Tua got hurt multiple times this year, it just seems like their entire offense really stagnated and it didn't seem like it had the same pop as it did when he was healthy. And the Bills are a team that's just so strong that you need you need to be as healthy as you can if you're playing against them because they can they can take you out. And I think I don't think this game's gonna be close. I think they're gonna win by seventeen to twenty. And that's that's how I feel like it's gonna be. So let's move on to I guess the Giants and Vikings. We've already talked about it, but let's just give your predictions. I think the Giants are gonna. I think the Giants are gonna win the game by seven. It's gonna be a close game. How do you guys feel? Giants by seven. I was gonna originally say Giants by three, but this team is hungry and they're, uh, less figuratively speaking and more literally, they're healthier than they were when they originally played them. So give me the Giants by a touchdown. And they're going to move on, and they're going to have an even more exciting matchup next week against Philly. Yeah. Ryan? Yeah, no, I agree. This one, it's going to be a close one, but I, I think the Giants have it. I think they have the momentum. They have a lot riding on it. I think they're they're going to take this one. Yeah. So the last game that will be happening on Sunday will be another divisional game. It will be the Ravens at the Bengals. And this is another game that will unfortunately be hurt by injuries because Lamar Jackson will not be playing for the Ravens. The Ravens – without Lamar Jackson, have not been looking good as a team. It shows how good of a quarterback he is when he's healthy because he can carry the Ravens, and you can see how they are now with him with him injured. So I don't think this game is going to be that close, but it's a divisional game, so it, there's a chance. But, Ryan, how do you feel about it? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think this is definitely a, a Dolphins-Bills. I, I think the Bengals are going to run away with this one pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, just the Ravens offense just has done nothing without Lamar. And to you know, just to add to it, Tyler Huntley is questionable now. Their backup is questionable. So, you know, this doesn't look too good for the Ravens. They can win team. I think they just gotta focus on keeping Lamar because obviously he is that offense. He makes his team what as good as they are. And the Bengals they have a little chip on their shoulder. AFC reigning AFC champions. Uh, they, they like to talk, too, and they can back it up. This team is very strong on both sides of the ball, more so on offense than defense. Uh, give me the Bengals, and give me the Bengals by a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. So the last game in the first round of the playoffs will be the Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. This game's going to be an interesting one because the Buccaneers, you never know with Tom Brady in the playoffs. He he can take over a game. He can lead a team to the playoffs. And they've been a team that has always seemed like they have the players and the potential to do well. They just haven't really put it all together this year. And Dallas is a team that they've had their high moments and they've also had their low moments. So it's a game that could go either way, in my opinion. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose the game. I think I think Tom Brady is going to have a good game in the first round. I don't know if you guys agree. Ryan, you could start us off. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, the Cowboys are one of those teams, I feel like I say this every year, they have a great offense, great defense. They, they always manage to get it done in the regular season. There's always a few games that that work their way in there somehow where things aren't really working at all. And when they get to the playoffs, it's just they just can't win. I, I don't know why, but they just can't. And I I think Buccaneers are going to take this one. I don't think the Cowboys really stand a chance. Um, this is going to be the Bucs. It's Tom Brady, and that that's all that really needs to be said. Ryan, you brought it up before. Cowboys are in the same boat as the Vikings. This team is very fluky. You can't tell me this team is just loaded with talent, which on paper they are. But when they play, they're just not. The Giants should not – if they're if the Cowboys are this good, the Giants should not be within one score of them. They, they just shouldn't, and they are. And they, they have these fluky games where they'll blow out the Vikings or they'll lose to the Commanders. And it's not like they didn't play anybody. They started their regular guys and didn't even score a touchdown. So uh, this team is just – they don't have what it takes. All, they, all the Bucs need is Tom Brady – Give me a give me a Tom Brady to Mike Evans connection or even a Chris Godwin on a quick slant route. This game is it's not going to get out of hand. The Cowboys are two and a half point favorites, but I would not be shocked by the end of tomorrow. That becomes like one and a half and maybe like a half to one point favorite of uh, for Tampa Bay. So I think Tampa moves on and I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not going to say this is a prediction, but I would not be shocked if this Tampa Bay Bucks team makes a run just because it's Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, 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 I feel like they will. And yeah, with as shaky as the Cowboys are, I'm not really sure what their problem is, but I don't I, I think they I'm not sure if it's coaching or 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 something. I don't know. Something's not working on that team. I, yeah, I think Bucks are, are going to take this one. Yeah, yeah. So that wraps up the opening weekend playoff slate. Before we wrap up our show, we kind of had the idea beforehand to give our playoff bracket predict prediction because with the NFL reseeding playoffs after the first round, bracket can get interesting. And I think especially this first, second, especially the second round, it could get really interesting. So let's let's go by each round. First round, we've kind of we've already discussed our picks. So second round, I guess Will, you want to start it off with uh, how do you think the bracket's going to shape out? Sure. So I'll have the Eagles and the Giants. I have them going. I'm going to pick the Eagles. Uh, excuse me. I'm going to pick the Giants, Matt. I'm going to pick the Giants because I really wow. like how they played. I'm not I'm I don't want to sound biased, but I like how they played last week against against them with their second string. So, I'm feeling pretty confident Jalen Hurts still a little shaken up. Uh he didn't look like Jalen Hurts. He did not look like that leader of the offense obviously because he was just hurt, but and now he's getting another week off, which could be a good thing or it could be a really bad thing. And the Giants, they they didn't play them not too long ago. 
So give me the Giants moving on to the conference finals. Give me the Niners moving on to the conference finals. It'll be Giants, Niners. I, I think that's a very realistic possibility. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And Ryan, how do you are you thinking along the same lines there, or do you think the Eagles are going to beat the Giants, or do you think the uh, the Bucks could have a chance against the Niners? How do you think it's going to shape out? Um, I, I kind of agree there. I don't think the Bucks have a chance at all against the Niners. I think the Niners have just got so much momentum, and I think the Giants do too. The Eagles have definitely slowed down in the past few weeks, especially after losing Jalen Hurts. I, I think the Giants. I mean, they almost won with their their D stringers, like. I think that the Giants have definitely have the capability to beat the Eagles and definitely have the capability to make it to the round to the next round. Definitely. Yeah, I think I I think that Eagles Giants game is gonna be really close. And I think I I'm an Eagles fan, so it's tough to go against the Eagles, especially with Lane Johnson coming back on the offensive line. I think that was a huge loss for them over the past few weeks. I think giving Jalen Hurts two more weeks of being healthy. You know, I think it's going to go in the Eagles' favor, but the Giants are going to give a fight, and that's something we've seen from them all year. I also agree that the 49ers are going to beat the Buccaneers. They just seem like they're the team in the NFC. So that's that's a team I would not want to mess with. So let's move on over to the AFC side. Will, do you want to kick us off with that? Yeah, it's going to be KC and Jacksonville. I really like that matchup. Um, then it'll be Cincinnati and Buffalo. That's going to be a great divisional round. I got KC and Cincinnati rematching in the conference finals. That's going to be really good. I'm really high on KC this year. I know Cincinnati usually has their way with them. They they've had they always have since Joe Burrow has entered the league. So that's going to be a really really fun matchup to watch. KC and Cincinnati, New York and San Francisco conference championship matchups. All right, and Ryan. Yeah, I think I'm going to go uh, Kansas City, uh, L.A. I think I like the Chargers in this one. Um, I, I think they're a great team. Um, that I that game really could go either way, but I think playing it safe, I'm going to go with the Chiefs making it. And I, I like uh, Kansas City, Buffalo. I, I think both of these teams are really, really solid. They got a lot of momentum, and I think they're going to take it all the way. Yeah, I actually I have the same prediction as you. I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Chargers. I think the Bills will beat the Bengals. I like the Bills. I, I just think with them, I think they're going to ride momentum with the whole DeMar Hamlin situation. It seems like their team has really come together since that happened. And I think that could be a really driving factor for them to make a deep run in the playoffs. So then is championship weekend. Will, what are your predictions for that? As much as I want to say the Giants and on my on paper bracket, I picked them. Going to make it really realistic. I love this matchup. Give me a 2020 Super Bowl rematch of the Kansas City Chiefs. And the San Francisco 49ers, I think the San Francisco 49ers do end up going all the way and are your Super Bowl champions this season. Wow. And Ryan? Yeah, I like that too. Um, I think if the Bills made it instead of the Chiefs, I, I think that would be a very interesting game as well. I think the Bills could pull away with that one if they were in that position. But, um, yeah, if it's it's Chiefs 49ers, I, I definitely say 49ers. I, I think they're – they're, I definitely think their team offensively and defensively is just working so well. And I, I don't really see how they're going to slow down. Yeah, I think the only the only factor that I'd be worried about for the 49ers is we've never seen Brock Purdy in the playoffs. Yeah. But even going to the season, we had never seen him in a regular season game, and he's proved us wrong. So why can't he prove us wrong again? Why not? Yeah, um, yeah it doesn't seem like he's, he's going to – be any do anything different in the postseason, honestly. 
Yeah, yeah. So at least for my prediction, I have the Bills beating the Chiefs. I think the Bills are gonna. I think the Bills are gonna go all the way. Honestly, I think the 49ers beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship. And I think the Bills will then beat the 49ers. But it seems like we're kind of all on the same page that 49ers will make a run because they they're a team that's stacked all the way around, and that's a team that I'm looking. For, I'm not looking forward to play against if I'm the Eagles, but I'm sure. I'm sure they'll have a good, great run in the playoffs. So that will wrap up our show today. I want to say, I want to say a big thank you to Bobby Chaffertini, the director of WFV Sports, from Will Talent and Ryan Whiteman. This is Matt Benson saying thank you for listening to NFL Friday, production of WFV Sports.